Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Thank you for tuning in to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The program highlights local businesses and services in the region. And if there's a local business or service you'd like to hear from, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joining me, owner Dr. Christine Graff with Amherst Audiological Services. And I have a rough idea it has to do with hearing, but it's that's way overgeneralizing what you guys do, what you guys offer, right? Right. We offer a variety of audiological services. Uh, obviously, hearing testing and fitting of hearing aids is a big part of our practice. We also treat and diagnose patients who have problems with vestibular or balance disorders as well. And uh, I know that, uh, well, there are a couple people that actually I'm, I'm well aware of who have had... Uh, tinnitus or is it tinnitus? I guess there's a difference in pronunciation perhaps with some people. What about that? Is that a fairly common thing or something that you would also be able to either diagnose and or treat? Tinnitus is extremely common. Uh, There are about 40 million Americans with tinnitus and many individuals who suffer from hearing loss also suffer from tinnitus. But it's possible, and I do say tinnitus, it's possible to have tinnitus without having hearing loss as well. And certainly that's an area, an area that we work with and um, counsel patients with tinnitus and are able to make referrals if appropriate. And clinically speaking, uh, ringing in the ears, that is the, by definition what it is? Ringing in the ears, really any sound in the ears that is not able to be heard by other people. In other words, a sound that can't be recorded or isn't actually there. And it can be ringing. Patients will have buzzing, crickets. We did our last blog uh, on our website was related to musical ear syndrome, which are patients that actually hear songs. So we have a patient who hears repeatedly the national anthem all day. Uh, That's obviously a fairly rare condition, but it's also a form of tinnitus as well. And I know we just started talking about certain conditions and uh, maybe a little too early for that discussion because I want to also talk about the practice itself, Amherst Audiological Services in Amherst, naturally, but whereabouts? We are on Alberta Drive, which is the road that runs behind the Boulevard Mall. We've been there since we opened back in 1992. moved around to a few different offices, but basically have been at the same location there. And how many people work with you? We have an office of four. There's myself. There's also, I'm one of the audiologists. There's also Dr. Sarah Leon. She's been with the practice for about 10 years now. And then Emily Miller, our office manager, and we have some other front office staff as well. And as far as actually coming to the clinic to be seen for something, do you usually get referrals from other doctors or can patients, quote unquote, walk in, kind of make an appointment and show up? We do get a lot of physician referrals, but patients certainly can call. And if they're suspecting that they're having some difficulty or they have some concerns with their hearing or tinnitus, they can call, make an appointment. We'll ask them the appropriate questions about their insurance to determine if they do need a referral, but in most cases they're able to just schedule. And I know we started with the the tinnitus part of things, but I'm guessing just in general, 
problems hearing are why people would come to you. Specifically, are, are these people that would necessarily require some kind of help or a hearing aid? In many cases, they do. They may require a hearing aid. The first step when someone comes to the office, besides getting background and finding out what their concerns are, is to determine what type of hearing loss it is. If it's a situation where there is maybe a condition that would require surgery, then we would refer that patient to an ear, nose, and throat physician. But most, the most common cause of hearing loss is a nerve loss, and that's not able to be treated medically or surgically. And in that case, a hearing aid is usually the recommendation. And uh, you got into a little bit some of the causes for hearing loss. I guess simply as we age, there are some people that are predisposed to losing the hearing. But just because you get old doesn't mean you're going to lose your hearing, right? No. Uh, the incidence of hearing loss certainly increases with age, just as the incidence of vision loss and a lot of other health conditions increases. But certainly not everyone as they age will develop a hearing loss. Speaking with owner Dr. Christine Graff, she's with Amherst Audiological Services. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And as we've touched on this, uh, hearing aids may be required for certain people. Number of tests, I would imagine, go on before you even get to maybe that step, right? Right. The first thing that we like to do is really get a thorough history because it's important for us to understand the patient, understand what their concerns are with their hearing. Different individuals are going to have greater concern. Some people, if they're still working, if it's causing a problem, maybe at meetings at work or in talking with clients, that's a big concern for them. Other patients may be retired. Maybe they just want to hear their grandchildren better or they want to be able to hear when they're out with friends in a restaurant. And so identifying the specific concerns of the individual allows us then to work with them to ensure that we're going to meet those needs and recommend products and solutions that are going to help them in the situations that they're really having difficulty in. And I know this might not be technically part of your field of expertise, but as a for instance, just say I have a parent who has the propensity to keep the volume on the TV rather high. Is there a good, best way to kind of maybe broach the subject of, hey, mom, dad, maybe you should get these things checked out? That is always a, a difficult one. Um, a best way, really, I think that just being able to have that conversation with them, sometimes uh, offering to go and have a test yourself can be helpful, uh, saying, boy, you know, I went in, I had my hearing tested, and it's pretty good, but I've already have maybe a little bit of hearing loss. Um, but also making sure that you're communicating to them that you care about them and that you don't want them to miss out on things. You want them to be able to stay engaged with the family and with friends, and you're really coming from a place of concern rather than criticism. Right, and then maybe even offer to have your own hearing tested, you know, kind of a side-by-side, -side, so they feel maybe more at ease that way, too. Right. Uh, one of the things that struck me, you talked about balance, because people know we rely on the senses, uh, and primarily sight, smell, touch, but the balance part of hearing, uh, people kind of tend to forget. And, and obviously, if you don't have a sense of balance, a balance, you really have trouble functioning day to day. Yes, there are so many different causes of balance issues, but the vestibular system is located within the inner ear. So that is how it's become 
part of the audiology assessment assessment because if that balance system isn't working properly, it's not sending the proper messages to the brain, then it's going to be difficult to maintain your balance. And more on the hearing aids. Uh, I know I, I looked at your website to get uh, some idea of where to go with this, and there's mention of a variety of lifestyles. And I'm guessing, uh, well, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm guessing the way you live your life may make a determination on what particular hearing aid you get, right? Yes, and that's part of going back to, as I was saying earlier, really talking to the patient and finding out what their concerns are, where they're having difficulties, and then where they need to hear better. We may not need the same hearing aid for a patient who's maybe 97, it really isn't leaving the home much, and just wants to be able to turn the television volume down so they're not annoying their family members, versus someone who's actively working, maybe they're meeting clients in noisy restaurants, or they're working in convention centers with a lot of background noise, that we really need to focus on a technology for them that's going to be more aggressive in reducing that background noise and maintaining the ability to hear the conversations they want to hear in those difficult listening environments. So lifestyle is a big factor in what may be most appropriate. And a lot of changes I know in terms of the size because again using the hypothetical parent scenario uh, I, I know of people who uh, have in their mind like a, almost like a TV set dangling off the ear but things have really really slimmed down in terms of what they look like. I'm constantly amazed. I've been practicing audiology for over 25 years and when I look at the hearing aids of 25 years ago versus how small hearing aids are today, how cosmetically appealing they are, the fact that many of them you can't see at all, it really gives patients a really wide range of options um, in order to be able to fit to be fit with a hearing aid that they're going to be comfortable wearing. And uh, I have a pacemaker, so the pacemaker is the battery, the battery is the pacemaker. Similar situation for the hearing aids, or batteries kind of separate? Well, there are two things. One big thing in the field of hearing aids is that there are now rechargeable options. Hearing aid batteries need to be changed far more frequently than the battery in your pacemaker. So when they're using a standard battery, it may need to be changed anywhere from every two to three days up to maybe a week. The rechargeable are nice because you put them on the charger at night. Most people are now charging their cell phones, so you plug those hearing aids in next to your cell phone, and you know you're going to be able to get through the whole next day and do whatever it is you need to do without having to worry about, boy, where am I going to be when this battery goes dead? And for me, I, I have a problem if I'm in a, a closed space, like uh, let's just say a convention center hall, and I can't really have a conversation with the person next to me because I'm picking up all the ambient background noise. Uh, is that kind of a condition or is that something that a hearing aid would actually help improve? Well, it's going to depend on how noisy that convention center is, so you may want to consider a hearing test, but it is true that we all have more difficulty when we're in a noisy environment. Today's hearing aids are much more effective at reducing background noise, so they may actually pull out more background noise than our own ears do. But they're also doing this for individuals who have a compromised or impaired auditory system, and so they really need to have more of that noise removed in order to hear well or be able to function in those noisy environments. People are pretty familiar with how insurance works for prescription drugs. How would a hearing aid uh, be part of the insurance equation? 
there's a lot of variability. We are, we're seeing a lot more insurance companies that are starting to offer reimbursement for hearing aids. Hearing aids have traditionally been put into the durable medical goods category, and so many, many plans, including Met standard Medicare, don't have coverage. But we're starting to see a lot of the Medicare HMOs in the area uh, that are starting to have some, in, some hearing aid benefits, and that's really helping out a lot of patients because it's giving them the opportunity to get hearing aids at a much more affordable uh, level. So if someone wanted to check out the services that Amherst Audiological Services provides, a best way to get in touch still by phone? Phone is usually the easiest and quickest, um, but certainly our website has a contact information, a contact request button on it as well. Uh, for patients sometimes that really have hearing problems, that works out better. But we're pretty good at talking to individuals who do have some hearing concerns. So calling is always quickest. Uh, we're now, I feel like I'm putting you on the spot. What would the phone number be? Okay. <laughs> so, yes, our phone number is 838-5360. It's the 716 area code. So that's a... Um, like I said, quickest, easiest way to get a hold of us. Also, we have our website, which is amherstaudiology.com, and you can contact us and find out a little bit more about our practice there as well. And normal Monday through Friday, or do you have weekend hours as well? We don't have weekend hours, typically. We are typically Monday through fri Friday, uh, some later evening appointments during the week. And certainly uh, much more ground to cover. If you feel the need, you can get in contact with Dr. Christine Graff and any member of the staff at Amherst Audiological Services. Doctor, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you so much for asking and having interest in our practice and also audiology and the world of hearing. Happy to get the word out. Thanks. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 